You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm today's host, Monica Strutt, and today we are talking about the three core ways that your band can get exposure without live shows. Now, as you guys may know, due to the COVID pandemic, the live music industry and the touring industry has been one of the hardest affected industries, especially when we're specifically talking about entertainment. So I thought I'd put together just a quick podcast demonstrating that your band can still get a shit ton more exposure without live shows. Before we get started, make sure you do hit that subscribe button. Come follow me on social media. I'm just at Monica Strutt everywhere. I'm constantly sharing tips and tricks on my Instagram and in my free Facebook group, which is called Music Marketing and Mindset for Heavy Bands and Musicians. So definitely come follow me there. If you're interested in checking out any of my online courses or my membership, head to monicastrutt.com. So the first way that your band can get more exposure is social media. And if you've listened to any of my episodes on this podcast, you will probably have seen that coming. Social media is more important than ever right now. It is the core way that your band can connect with your ideal audience and create a great first impression for people within the music industry who may be browsing your profiles. Now, depending on where you're living, you know, a lot of shows are starting to go back into the planning process. A lot of tours are starting to be rescheduled and being booked. So now more than ever, you really want to make sure that your social media game is up and you are really, really making the most of that channel. Now, what I don't want to see is I don't want to go onto anyone's band's profile and see that you haven't posted in two weeks. That is just not acceptable. And I have an episode that I did a few weeks ago, which is how to never run out of social media content again. So if you're interested, definitely go back and listen to that one. So right now is really, really such an important time to make sure that your social media is not only set up for success, which I've also covered on this podcast, but you are active, you are trying to engage with the fans you do have. And I understand that it can be difficult, like especially when we're between tours, we're between shows, it can be really hard to, yeah, just keep you know, thinking of new things to post, but I guarantee you there is always something that you can post, whether that be rehashing old content, whether that be, you know, sharing other people's content or relevant, you know, articles pertaining to the music industry in your area or something like that. There is always something you can think of to post. So right now, it's really, really a time to double down on your social media presence and really make a go of it. Assign someone in your band to be in charge of Facebook and Instagram. I also like to have a different person in charge of Twitter because, I mean, Facebook and Instagram requires a lot of thought. Uh, Well, not a lot of thought, to be honest, but it requires, you know, a little bit of thought, whereas Twitter, you can kind of just fire off tweets whenever. And also, I feel like Twitter is just such a great networking tool to meet other people and to 
connect with other bands and people within the music industry. So if you have one person really trying to nail the, you know, your Twitter game and try and network and sharing stuff through there, then that is, you know, ideal. The second way that your band can get more exposure without playing live is through PR. I love PR. For those who don't know, I spent seven years as a music journalist. I've interviewed, you know, a lot of different bands from, you know, huge bands like Parkway Drive to local up and comers. And I think PR is such a powerful tool. And I'll tell you why. The first reason is that PR generates awareness for what you guys have going on right now. So whether it be a new single, a new video, EP or album, or whether that be a tour, well, obviously not at the moment, but eventually, um, PR generates awareness for that particular release or for that particular event. It means that that news is automatically going to reach a whole bunch more people, you know, the readers of the publications or listeners to the radio station than it would you just posting on social media alone. The second reason is it just gets exposure for your band. So the more your band can be popping up in media outlets, especially credible ones, you know, that repeat messaging, you know, all of a sudden you're going to announce a new album and people would have already heard of you. So it's that kind of general exposure that is really one of the core benefits of running a PR campaign. And the third reason is credibility. So bands that are published in media and have media quotes, they're automatically going to be seen as more credible than just, you know, your local band down the road who, you know, industry and media outlets have no idea exist. So that credibility aspect is really important if your band wants to level up this year. And I would highly recommend doing a PR campaign for every single release that you put out, even if it's a DIY PR campaign. And by the way, if you do want to go the DIY option, I highly recommend that you learn how to do it properly. And I have a course called PR Made Simple, which will teach you exactly step-by-step how to run your own PR campaign from figuring out the timing to, you know, how to write a press release, how to follow up effectively, how to maximize traction on social media. It's going to teach you every and give you all the templates to minimize overwhelm. So you can get that at monicastrut.com and I will give you guys a 20% off discount code. So if you use the code SHRED at checkout, you will get 20% off the PR course. It is a really cost-effective way of doing a PR campaign because the thing is as well, and I will tell you, if you are interested in doing PR and maybe you haven't done it before, you're not automatically going to get in like alternative press or Kerrang on your first go. So you do need to do a couple of PR campaigns, you know, multiple PR campaigns with every release, as I said, in order to actually, you know, get more and more traction. The more the media outlets have heard of you, they recognize you from prior campaigns or from reaching out before, then, you know, the more likely it's going to be that then they'll do an interview maybe, you know, on your second campaign or something like that. So if you purchase the PR Made Simple course, then that means that you will basically have this information for life. So I would recommend doing your first PR campaign yourself, because as I said, results can be limited the first few times you run a PR campaign and you will purchase it once and you can use it to refer back to for subsequent PR campaigns after that. Eventually you might want to graduate to a, you know, PR agency or, you know, I've actually had a couple of students and clients who have become really, really good at PR and they're like, well, why would I pay someone to do something that turns out I'm really good at and I really like? And, you know, they've saved money in the long run that way. 
It's also just good to know if you are considering hiring a PR agency, what goes into a PR campaign? Because there can be a lot of misconceptions, you know, smaller bands that are maybe running a PR campaign for the first time expect to be published in like really big magazines or on really huge radio stations. And that's just really not going to be the case. It's not impossible, but most of the time that doesn't happen. It does take a few rounds of a PR campaign and of course the quality of the music and everything to actually, you know, get that sort of bigger recognition. And the fourth reason that I love PR campaigns is PR and press give you so much social media content to post about. Like you will, whenever you do a PR campaign, you will have news articles coming through. You will have interviews. You will have songs played on the radio or featured on podcasts, that sort of thing. And it just gives you so much material to post about on social media rather than just going, Hey, here's my Spotify link. Make sure you stream my music. So I love PR. I think it is really, really core to getting to that next level, as I mentioned earlier, because of that credibility aspect. And as I said, if you are interested in my course, PR Made Simple, head to monicastrut.com and go to online courses. Use the code SHRED at checkout for 20% off. And the third way your band can get more exposure without live shows is, now this is a bit of a weird one, but it's word of mouth. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful marketing tools out there. In this industry, it really is a relationships industry. You know, a lot of this industry is based off networking and they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Actually, one of my friends, Tony, who's a mastering engineer and he's also a bit of a life coach for people within the music industry, Tony Jack the Bear Mans, he actually says it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I actually find that to be a little bit more accurate because there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, I know that person, I know that person. And you may have seen their name pop up on your Facebook feed or something like that, but do they know who you are? That is really the test of, you know, how far your relationships and your network stretches. Ways that you can promote good word of mouth is how do you behave when you're at a show? Like, are you cool to deal with? Are you respectful to the sound guy? Do you set up and pack down within a reasonable time? Do you take the time to talk to fans when you come off stage and, you know, hang out at the merch desk and actually get to know who is digging your music? Uh, Jesse did a really, really good podcast episode recently on... Uh, something to do with it's not over after the encore. And he says that the 10 to 15 minutes straight after your band plays and before the next band starts is really one of the most core times for converting watches of your band show to fans. And just to reiterate what Jesse said, this is because obviously the next band hasn't started. So you're fresh in the minds of people. And that's when they're going to be wanting to buy merch and wanting to connect with you. And, you know, the adrenaline's running from the show. So don't fuck off backstage straight after your show. Definitely go back and listen to Jesse's episode because he just explains it so, so well. Another way to promote good word of mouth is ask yourself, are you genuinely supporting the scene on and offline? So, you know, when shows are happening, are you going to local shows and supporting, you know, your local bands in your scene? Is your face being shown? Are you going there with your bandmates and making it known that you guys are, you know, supportive of the local scene? You honestly get what you give. And that goes for online as well. So are you sharing other bands' new music? Are you commenting and encouraging? Are you sending DMs to people, you know, when they do release new music saying that you love it? Obviously, all of this needs to be genuine, of course. As I said, you get what you give. So making sure that you are actively supporting the scene is, you know, such a great way to promote good word of mouth for your own band. 
So just to recap, the first way of getting more exposure for your band is through social media. As I said, double down on your online presence during this time and you will reap the benefits once the industry goes back to normal. The second way is through PR campaigns. PR gives you more exposure. It cultivates awareness for what you're trying to promote. It gives you credibility as a band and also a bunch of social media content to post about, which really feeds into the first point. And the third way of getting more exposure in your band without playing live is through cultivating positive word of mouth. So I hope that you loved this episode. If you did, as I said at the beginning, make sure you do subscribe because we put out new podcast episodes every single day. Come follow me on social media. I'm just at Monica Strutt. And if you're interested in my PR course, PR Made Simple, you can get that at monicastrutt.com. And don't forget to use the code SHRED to get 20% off. Have a great day, guys, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.